understand any of that, you're a dork. You are the Yoda of abdominal tumors. The right amount of drunk for this. This is serious business. Greetings! We're out of ideas this week, but uh, we're grabbing drinks because this is serious business. I am Jeff, your host for this week's exciting <laughs> improvisode, where uh, we're just we're just gonna do it live. We, we're gonna uh, do it live. Yeah. Doing it live. This happens, I think, roughly every six weeks, because uh, I I set up the schedule for our panels and we come up with everything in advance. We're pretty we're pretty organized generally, but uh, when we need a new schedule for the next six week batch, uh, I sometimes <laughs> drop the ball on the timing a little bit. And uh, you know, this this particular panel uh, discovered it was the panel for the episode we're recording now, like two days yesterday, ago. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much uh, yesterday. So, but you know what? We're gonna we're gonna have fun. I actually do have a lot of fun things to talk about, so uh, that'll be good. But uh, joining me is Rob. Rob, how's it going? Uh, it's it's okay, Jeff. It's hot. It's hot here. Oh yeah, L.A. Here here in Los Angeles. It's um, yeah. Just <laughs> just like, sort of like miserably hot. You know, some, and the sun is out, it's shining, but like the needle is like just over the part where it's like, okay, this is uh, this is annoying. Is it, is it like that the type of heat that hits the concrete and reflects back into your face and melts you? Uh, you know what? Probably. I haven't been on the road. <laughs> I haven't been on the road today, but uh, smart money is on that kind of heat. Yes. You'd be able to see the wave, the wavy lines in the distance. Yeah, it's not it's not humid. But uh, it's just like kind of like oppressively oh, hot. Oh, it's, it's like that sun burns a hole in your face type of hot. Yes, like yes, it's that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. where it's in. In also, my apartment is uh, second second level, so it gets kind of stuffy. Yeah, so it's just uh, it's bad news all around. But uh, you know, hanging in there. Stay cool, man. Get a bucket of ice water and just plunge your feet directly into it. Uh, there's a drought, man. There's a drought. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. There is. Oh. Cal- California is dry. Third, third world country territory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah seriously. No, that sucks. So, Rob, uh, I'm going to ask kind of an unusual opening question for us. Uh, I'm just going to ask, what have you been listening to lately? What sort of music do you have? Oh. Uh, and and uh, would you recommend it? Have you liked that's, it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I've been actually pretty obsessed with uh, Jenny Lewis's new album. Uh, she's the lead singer of Ryle Kylie usually, but she does her solo thing here and there. And her new album is called Voyager or The Voyager. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have about 400 scrabbles just in the past <laughs> couple of weeks. The hell's a scrabble? A yeah. scrabble, man? Oh my god! I'm behind to, the times. To, uh, actually, you know what? I think it might be ahead of the times because people don't really do this anymore. Uh, my roommate turned me on to it. It's uh, Last FM. Uh-huh. Uh, so Last FM is sort of like a scrapbook uh, when set up correctly to that records everything you listen to, mm-hmm. and every time uh, it records a song, uh, like the verb is like you've scrabbled a song. <laughs> so yeah, so mad scrabbles on uh, <laughs> Jenny Lewis right now, and yeah, four hundred is kind of a lot for like two two and a half weeks. So. It sounds like something a drunk yeah. person does before they black out. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, man, I was scrabbling hey, real you bad last get, night. You gotta get with the scrabbling, man, because uh, <laughs> it's great. And I don't have a lot of like friends on there. It's like set up like a social network. I have like uh-huh. six people. Scrabbling <laughs> is dying out. It's like it's like. <laughs> It's like the vinyl of listening to your music digitally, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going away. 
So, like, and, hipsters uh, in two decades will be scrabbling. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. People will be going through the archives of the internet to find cool stuff that we've thrown away. Mm-hmm. Yes. And oh, I'm, and I'm, shit, and I'm bravely doing that work right now. <laughs> nice. So what, if anything, are you drinking this, uh, this fun? I guess it's uh, afternoon well, for you. Uh, yeah. uh, watching, uh, watching football today, which is football! glorious, glorious, <laughs> glorious. Just uh, a couple of minutes ago, I, I cracked a, a Boddington's Ale. Oh my god. It's got to be a top five beer for me. Mm. Spotting Things Ale. Have you not had it? I have the not big, had it. The no. big yellow uh, <laughs> can with the B? Nope. But Come it's, on. It's going, yellow, on, it's going on the you, list. Man. It's big uh, right. yellow can with a B. It sounds like something I would buy in Shanghai. <laughs> it does. does sound like something. <laughs> Drink B. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, moving on, we got Marcus. Marcus, how's it going? It's going well, Jeff. It's going very well, despite the uh, Washington football team's performance. Yeah, I was... They're not good. I was sad. I was getting work done and sort of checking out it out of the corner of my eye, and I was like... Uh... So both of you Washington fans? Yeah. We're both from D.C. Yep. Oh, from oh, that's right. correct. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess we're, that counts. we're pretty sad about that Washington football team. Marcus, I do want a quick follow-up with you. How's, how's, how's your heart? My heart, my heart is fine. I'm getting my final uh, EKG checkup on Wednesday, next Wednesday. So that and that will be my last thumbs up before I uh, make the big move out to Hawaii. Awesome. Well, we are really glad to hear that you have recovered. Oh my god! <laughs> I was not on that episode, but uh, I listened to it, and uh, it was horrifying. And I feel like feel like I'm cupping this episode. <laughs> In my hand, gently, like uh, <laughs> like some dandelion spores. Just like it's such such a precious moment to have with uh, with Marcus again. Because man, that was fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. They uh, they tasered my heart fifteen times to get it back to normal, which was uh, kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd heard that uh, that they don't. They don't actually do shock therapy on hearts that have stopped, and that that's like a total TV movie, like, in, in false, whatever, false yeah. practice, and that they, they do it to restore irregular heartbeats to normal. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that's what they... Normally it takes one or two, but mine took, uh, took 15. <laughs> kept electrocuting you over and over again. No, pretty, pretty much what they do is they, like, singe your heart, like, where they think uh, the problem is, and then they look at the EKG monitor to see if it's back to normal. And then if it doesn't work, they find an, another place to zap it. And it, it, it's like a super high tech thing that you, oh, you could only, you could never have imagined in like the 18th century. But it's still kind of just like you know, zap and zap and go. Zap and go. <laughs> it's kind of like you know, like when you fix a TV and you're just like, well, maybe if I twist this knob, <laughs> <laughs> type of heart surgery. Wow. Well. Uh... I'm glad that that even though it took 15 times that uh, that they did in fact find the right spot to shock. Um, I think we're all glad. So, Marcus, what have you been listening to lately? And uh, so, yeah. I read this NPR article. Um, so, so I was, I'm pretty big into the metals, the 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 you know double bass pedalings, mm-hmm. and my friend sent me this article, and apparently there is this now this new fusion of uh, J-pop and metal. And they, it's been called Baby Metal now. I thought that was and, the band's name. Uh, I, I, I forget. If, I think I think they're a specific band that's called if, Baby Metal. 
but uh, but apparently they're getting like huge audiences at like actual metal shows, right? And um, and it's uh, it's pretty neat to see. Uh, my personal take on it is that it sounds just like J Rock, like like this genre's already existed, so it's just like the same music but with different outfits. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know, I don't hate it, <laughs> which is surprising. <laughs> Like yeah. I thought, I thought this would be like really, really, really terrible, but it's actually kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, I I was watching it and I couldn't decide if it was the worst or best thing. <laughs> like just period. Like there's yeah. no there's no there, there, there there's no other qualifier. It's like you sit there and your 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 face kind of contorts while you're watching it, and yeah, uh, it's like it's like between fascination, horror, and like being into it, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very catchy. Like I did the first time I watched that music video for "Give Me Chocolate," um, I was like, "Well, that was weird." And then, like ten minutes later, I was like, hmm, "This strange melody is in my head." And then, like, it's been there for four days. But yeah, it's it's, it's strange, bizarre. We'll we'll post it on the Tumblr for yeah. sure. It's it's actually like pretty neat. Like when it's like one of those things like. Um... You know the songs that get uh, that get stuck in your head. You might not be like the best songs, mm-hmm. but there are songs that really stand out. Like there's this one data rock song called "Computer Camp Love," that's been stuck in my head for actually like three months. And the song itself is like hilarious and it's kind of weird, but it's like I've heard a billion albums since then. But like there's just this one song where it's just this guy chanting over like little like like two chords about you know him falling in love at you know while playing commodore 64 <laughs> so yeah, it, it's kind of neat that way there you have it when j-pop and metal meet strange things happen so marcus what if anything are you drinking this fine evening are you able to drink now yeah i'm, I'm starting to do like the one beer with dinner uh no, type thing. thing thank god trying trying to like get back because like it's funny because after my heart surgery i didn't drink and you know, uh, recently I just started, and then after one beer, I'm like, "Ooh, beer!" <laughs> <laughs> when and when I was in college, that was, uh, yeah, not the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's kind of weird. Like, you know, I'll have like half a glass of wine. I'm like, "Whoa, shit!" <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly your body uh, loses its tolerance if if you do go dry for a couple months, coming back into alcohol, particularly. When you're used to the college appetite of alcohol is is very weird. Very yeah, weird. so so I'm currently drinking a Bass Ale. Bass Ale. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. We're it, rocking the uh, UK brews today. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty good. It's like you know, you pick, you pick up a six pack and you drink it. You, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice, nice. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it's not like a patented strawberry or anything like oh, that. Oh, of course, of course not. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're stepping back towards the strawberryta. You'll be there. Yeah, I'm working my way towards the strawberryta. I, I, I think in two months' time, uh, I, I will be on this podcast uh, talking about my strawberryta. Cool. That's that's good. <laughs> keep us keep us appraised of your progress. Uh, I, I hope they keep making the strawberryta in two months. <laughs> it might be done. It might be. Yeah, over. It might it's might time. Be and, and then twenty years from now, the hipsters who were or, or was was it scrabbling. Uh, we'll be scrabbling with their strawberries. All right. So, uh, let's see. What have I been listening to lately? I too am a fan of the metals and I have been listening to the living infinite, which is Soilworks latest album. It came out a couple of years ago, but it's a double album. 
how many albums are they gonna make? Jesus Christ! They uh, <laughs> I, that's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is their tenth album. They're like Metallica. So, they just albums. they will never stop making albums. <laughs> yeah, but they're they're great. Uh, yeah. The Living Infinite is like they're one of the few metal bands who I think like universally people feel like they are still either good or getting better. They've been innovating in, like, small ways instead of drastic changes. Like, when In Flames releases a new album or something like that, which they just did, actually, like, yeah. last week, people complain. People just moan <laughs> all the time. But but Soil Work, people are, are like, hey, this is still really good, even though they've been doing this for 14 years or whatever. Yeah. Metal fans are the hardest to appease in the world. Yeah, they... they're, they're really... <laughs> sort of silly. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're just they're just kind of silly. This yeah. doesn't sound like the last album that you made that I liked. <laughs> Therefore, I think it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, yeah. It's it's an insult to everything I stand for, and I will hunt you down and throw eggs at you. Uh, yeah, but it's like Brian Posehn just comes out. It's like she's like metal fans are the most passionate people in the world. But, like, sometimes, I mean, that can be used for good or evil. <laughs> yes, it totally can. But, yeah, I highly, highly recommend that album. I just sort of put it in my car, so whenever I'm driving, I listen to it, and I am wait, 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 wait. never you put You put, like, a CD in a CD I know, player? I know, I know. My car wait, what is from, the... my car's from 2006, man. CDs were still a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still have to do that, too. Yeah. Put a CD in a CD player. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a six-CD changer. <laughs> the variety is astounding. Um, and uh, I am drinking a Samuel Adams Oktoberfest, which feels... It's starting to barely Premature. feel appropriate. Yeah. Premature. A little... <laughs> Slightly premature, but not that premature. Like, we're, we're, we're a week into September now. It's, it's, it's fine. It's after Labor Day, but before Christmas. Yeah. Um, although it has been uh, uncharacteristically hot here as well, but we had some pretty epic storms last night, so it's it started to cool down finally, which would be great. All right, so to kick off this improvisode, I heard in the rumor mill that they are going to kill off Wolverine um, oh, yeah. and possibly oh. keep him dead. Keep him dead? Possibly. They did the comic thing where they're like, yes, this will be permanent. Dot, 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 dot. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I figured that might be an interesting thing to talk about at first because he's, he's kind of a big deal. That he's prob yeah. probably the most popular X-Man. Rob, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but would you say... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, for the yeah. most... Po at least the most visible at this point. And yeah, the, the most the most popular. Mm -hmm. do, you, uh, do you think it's... it's for real? Right? Yeah, yeah. Do you think it'll be real? I think... I, I think Marvel's sort of at this point they've been so insistent that it is real that they've painted themselves into a corner where it has to be real at least for a longer period of time <laughs> yeah. than it usually is. Which is John's not here; you probably know this, but uh, I would say like anywhere between like a year and like eighteen months is is how long a a popular comic book character stays dead. Mm -hmm. Sometimes even a lot shorter than that. So you know. <sighs> I, I mean, if, if they actually do it and they stick to it, like, more power to them because I think they've done pretty much everything they can with the character to the point where, you know, to do new things with him would be sort of a betrayal to his writing up until this point. Uh, he, he's done... Ugh, God, and he's... Ugh. 
there are volumes. There are thousands upon thousands of pages of Wolverine. I mean, I'm of the opinion, now that I'm a little older, that he's not even the most interesting of the X-Men characters or Marvel characters. So to kill him off in a spectacular fashion and make it a big event, okay, cool, but I hope that they at least stick to it a little bit. Uh, but I, you know that they won't. Yeah. They, there's no way they, they can kill off Wolverine for yeah. that long. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think in, you know, like all these, you know, main character die-offs are kind of cyclical. And, uh, and this will just be another one. And I mean, that's not good or bad or anything like that. Cause you know, like debt, like, you know, like there's a lot, like a lot of the, you know, X hero is dead or some of the best ones like Spider-Man and Superman are like probably the two, you know, I think most well done killing off of characters. And I think that this one could be good too, but I mean, I don't think we should expect him to stay dead for very long for when they make a new one. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of the thing with comic books is that they keep coming out. And so you know, you can't take the death personally. You just gotta enjoy it when it happens, or I guess bemoan it when it happens. I don't know what, what the right adjective or verb was there, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, so, so you enjoy you enjoy the cycle, just like you enjoy the next origin story or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah, well, Wolverine's kind of amazing to me because he's he's a, he's a quintessential example of why the '60s and '70s were really important for all sort of nerd media. Uh, over the past several decades, because I, I, if I think about a pitch room now and somebody pitching the character Wolverine, I don't think it would ever work. I think they would get laughed out of the place. And it's the uh, same with like well, Spider Man. Well, maybe not Spider Man, but yeah. some several other characters. It's kind of like so, that. Well, what what part of Wolverine makes him un? Well, un- it's 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 that he sounds like sort of a a ridiculous gimmick. You're like, what if? We had a Canadian, and that that would be his first mistake. Like the word Canadian, You're like hmm, let's think of popular Canadian superheroes. Well, he um, fights the Civil know. War, so he's, right. he's 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 American. Yeah. So um, so so you know, we're gonna have a Canadian loner badass with hair that comes out of the sides of his head in spikes, two spikes, <laughs> and um. You know, he'll be really hairy, really gruff. He'll say bub a lot. And and we'll we'll name him after a, an animal, but not like an everyday animal. Not like a, a not not like even an American animal, like a badger. Um we'll call him a wolverine. Like I could just see I could just see someone being like, "Uh-huh. I don't I don't I don't think people are going to go for that, bud. But, but of course, obviously, like, we take it for granted. We take Wolverine completely for granted. We accept that character concept as, like, awesome. I, I feel like every now and then when I'm thumbed through a comic book, I, I sort of play that game with characters that I know were invented decades ago. I'm like, would this character, you know, could we get an Ant-Man uh, now? You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the the thing I agree with you most would be the costume. Like that costume would never ever get through nowadays, don't you think? The either one, the brown one or the yellow one, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think would both get completely would would get completely ignored. Right, and yet these characters are obviously like embraced incredibly widely. Like how how much money has been made off Wolverine? A, an absurd amount of money. So, yeah, I just I just think it's interesting. But honestly, I'm I'm kind of happy to hear that they're killing him off because they've been 
it, it seems like there's been this movement, and correct me if I'm wrong because I, I don't follow the comics too closely, but certainly in the movies there's this movement towards like pushing Wolverine into a central leadership role. And he's much yeah. better as a side character. Yeah, like he's, yeah. He's a great side character. He's a great element to stories, but he's not yeah. the best center of them. I've always, I don't think I've said this on the cast before, but like the mistake that's been made with Wolverine, especially since there's been movies where they keep casting him as like the Luke Skywalker where he's really better at being like the Han Solo character and being sort of the side gruff guy. And I feel like the animated series from the 90s actually got that right a lot of the time. They still had a lot of Wolverine central stories, but in the team sort of setting, I thought they handled them just the right way. Well, it's because Cyclops is like people don't like Cyclops enough. I know. And, and, and he's kind of like he, he's the Luke Skywalker Right. So, yes. so, so, but, but there's no one to replace him quite. Yet. I mean, like people like Charles, but it's kind of yeah. hard to do a Charles story because he's so incredibly powerful and stuff. Right. So, or he's like the Obi Wan. He's yeah. you know he's the yeah. It's a hard. It, it's yeah. it's a people strange situation him. for X Men where a Cyclops. No one has like doubled down on Cyclops to try and make him work, but they keep keep going to Wolverine. Right. Well, in the when we did read the AVX thing, didn't did Cyclops end up killing? Well, he, Xavier because he was possessed correct. by Phoenix or something. Right, right. Yeah, that happened. And I, I still think the comics are dealing with that where Cyclops has changed quite a bit in the last two years or so. Mm-hmm. But I, I still think that Wolverine gets like a lion's share of, you know, titles and oh, yeah, the definitely. spotlight. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it feels like the, the, the response that the writers have had to the, the shifting popularity dynamics is just to switch the two characters. And that's yeah. what they've been trying to do. They're like, all right, let's push Cyclops to the fringe. We'll make him that side character. And then right. we'll bring Wolverine and we'll make him into what Cyclops was supposed to be because Cyclops was too square for people. He was a little right. too vanilla. Um, yep. Yeah. On that note, I think it is time for our first refill break of the episode, but we will be back with more freeform discussion. Woohoo! Good. Episode two, Electric Boogaloo. So, Marcus, you uh, you were telling me you've been playing lots of Street Fighter. Yeah. So, uh, pretty recently, Street Fighter Four Ultra came out on uh, on Steam, mm-hmm. and so there's like this whole new people jumping into Street Fighter at the same time. And this game's been out for many many years now. So, and it's already had a very like strong established community. So, of course, uh, my win record is like I think I'm like I have like 300 games online, and I have like a 17 percent win rate or something like that. Oof. It's pretty brutal, but uh, it's a very, very high skill game. And there's no like it's not like a MOBA where someone can carry you to victory. Right. But right now, this weekend is uh, West Coast War Zones, which is one of the majors for on the Capcom tour, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the system where there, there's um, tournaments all over the place and you win points and then you get invited to a final for the Capcom tour. And it's a, it's a lot like a, like a WCS for people who are familiar with Starcraft. Mm-hmm. And so that that's going on right now. It's pretty cool to see all these people who've been playing like really, really well 
And uh, what I do like about the professional Street Fighter Four players is that the commentators are like more like hype men than they are like analysis. So there was one match where they spent like one one round just making fun of one of the players' mustaches that he had. Like he had like this big like loopy loop mustache, and he was like, "Oh well, he doesn't need to win the Capcom points. He can just ride his mustache out to Florida." <laughs> it was really cool. So it's it's a cool new community that I've uh, I've tried to jump into. Yeah, I've I've heard mixed things about the fighting game community. Obviously, you could say that about any video game community, but particularly competitive ones. But I remember there there being a couple semi legendary assholes in that community. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a, it's it's like you know the way I describe it is it's a lot more broish than your typical video. You know, than like StarCraft or Dota or something like that. Right. But and, and so it's a lot more ego. A lot more people. You know, jumping off. They call it you know popping off after a victory and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it definitely it definitely attracts a lot more of like I guess like the alpha male type person mm-hmm. to uh to play that because you know the the history goes back to arcades when you you know you see all your opponents face to face when you play so it kind of it kind of you know gravitates to those types of people god i miss arcades so much it, it, watching these it just makes me miss because like, you know like when you play online you get like some lag and stuff like that but like playing playing in an arcade or definitely on a booth with like a stick and uh and buttons is just it's so it's like worlds different to yeah. like play alone on a on an internet connection than to play face to face with a person. Like right. I can sit, I can sit down and play like maybe like you know maybe like twenty minutes worth of like online matchmaking. But like me and me and my brother, we would play Marvel vs. Capcom two for like four hours until the skin on our thumbs peeled off. You mm-hmm. know, right? And uh, it's it's definitely one of those things that's incredibly enhanced by uh, sitting next to someone and playing. Yeah, I know what you mean. Rob, did you uh, did you ever go to arcades, and did you did you have a favorite arcade machine of any kind? Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of uh, Street Fighter experience. I feel like I started to play arcade games right when Mortal Kombat was becoming. Uh, so I ended up playing a lot of Mortal Kombat, not only at home, but, you know, when when I did come across the arcade machine. So. Was it Mortal Kombat 2? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. That's the best part. Yeah, that's, oh, that, yeah. That, that, that was real cool, man. Yeah. My smoke was unstoppable. <laughs> uh, you could always be a scorpion, too, and just be an asshole. Yeah. Get over here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you find the jump button? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny because from a design standpoint, I would say you know Street Fighter is a vastly superior game to any of the Mortal Kombat's, and that's that, that, that speaks to the, the competitive community as well because... In order to make a game that can be truly competitive, it has to be designed well, it has to be deep, and it has to be balanced. And Mortal Kombat was not deep or balanced, but my god, was it fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was, it was just great. You, you, you get people in those like high-punch combos, and your character <laughs> would just be like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then like a third of their health would go away. Yeah, like, exactly. every, every, and like every heavy attack did like a half of their health. Right. And then there <laughs> were fatalities and all that silly stuff. The funny thing is also that Mortal Kombat spawned one of the only decent video game movies ever made. The first yeah, Mortal Kombat movie. I, I, I love the Mortal Kombat movies, man. Those the, are awesome. The first one was good. The second one, no. No, you didn't like it? Mortal oh. Kombat Annihilation. Oh, God, I loved it when I was like... 
12 when it came out. I went to the theaters and I, I, I put my parents through so much hell. Like, I probably, I probably saw that movie like five times. And I think my parents had to come with me to a few of them and they were probably sitting there like, oh my god. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jeff. Yeah. The first Mortal Kombat movie, though, like, holds up as a, it's, it's a solid action movie with tongue-in-cheek kind of comedy elements. The second one is a train wreck. A goddamn disaster. But, oh, uh, the Street that's Fighter the one, that's, that's the one with the animal spirits, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, find your animality. Um, <laughs> the one where Johnny Cage is on screen for about 15 seconds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he does one jump kick and gets blown up. Right, and they they changed the actress who played Sonya, so it was no longer the woman from Billy Madison. <laughs> oh right, mm-hmm. man, those movies. Oh, yeah. God. And uh, and of course there was the god awful but great Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, Van Damme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the greatest tragedy of that movie is that it's dedicated to Raul Julia. Yeah. That is. Oh my God. Yeah. That is, that's that yeah. guy. That guy was great, and that was his like swan song of a movie. Like that's not fair. No, that's not. I think it was Polygon did an incredible, incredible yeah. feature article about that movie. Yeah, I think we tweeted about it a couple months back, but yeah. it's it is. Uh, I read that too, and it's it's a great, great behind the scenes story about about trying to make that movie and the fucking like hellscape of dilemmas and complications that came about trying to make it. Yeah. Uh, for for the people who haven't had a chance to to read about that, like what what's the uh, mm-hmm. like what what's the thirty seconds or less version of it? Basically, that. The director was a little inexperienced. He sort of posed as kind of like the hero of the article in that he was dealing with like kind of a demanding cast and producers who didn't really understand how to sell the movie. And just like, I think I think like the, the one detail that jumps out at me is that like I had these like world famous at the time fight choreographers trying to design these action scenes and the studio is like we need these signature action scenes to sort of like sell the concept of the of the video game like it's the source material everyone knows all the fans know these moves and like the fight designers the choreographers are like yeah but they're not real realistic no one ever do that in real life oh, uh, so, so so we're not going to do that and like the director is like stuck in between like the studio and these like choreographers like just desperately trying to make it work and van damme like showing up late every day drunk or hungover he was on cocaine yeah 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 he he admitted it he was like yeah i was i had coke problems real bad coke problems and raul julia like his health like declining through the whole thing and it's just like uh, it sounds like a nightmare it was a nightmare It's a great article. Um, uh, we'll see if we can dig up the link uh, and yeah. post it on the Tumblr or something again. Because um, mm-hmm. it's it's a fantastic read. Yeah, I uh, I also was really disappointed by that movie when I first saw it because there was an anime Street Fighter Two, not a that series, but a movie. There was a movie that was was really good. At least thirteen year old boy, really good, and it had like the real story because it's all about Ryu and Ken or Ryu. Um, Ryu. Ryu. But uh, the the Jean-Claude Van Damme vehicle had them as sort of this weird, like, plucky pair of side characters, and I don't know. Not, yeah. He's not pleased. Yeah. Not pleased. That was totally weird. But, yeah, but uh, it, it's kind of funny, because, you know, like, Street Fighter does have, like, this huge, like, every character has a story. Mm-hmm. 
you can open up a Wikipedia article on Chun Li and be reading for like thirty minutes. Yeah, it's a um, lot like Marvel in a lot of yeah. weird ways, um, and that's probably why they made those Marvel versus Capcom games, which was the yeah. best. I the best crossover for the, a fight. Whoever game whoever had that first idea to make Marvel versus Capcom one mm-hmm. is a genius. Yeah. There's been so many cross games now, like. A, a, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's a great concept also because it's one of the few examples of like two different independent fantasy universes that do have characters of like similar capability. <laughs> yeah. Like Marvel obviously probably has the edge. I think if, if there yeah. were an all-out brawl, Marvel would win because Marvel has crazy things like people who can devour like planets. Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. No one um, really beats Thanos in, you know, Mega Man doesn't beat Thanos very often. Yeah. But <laughs> Capcom has its fair share of like crazy powerful like you know sort of demonic entities so that yeah. that's kind of neat i, I i'm uh, i normally do not like crossovers and that's like one of the few instances where it just works perfectly so I mean, it's, it's also great because you know the games themselves were just fantastic like they're still like the best like the best fighting games ever made mm-hmm. so i mean that in itself helps a lot yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. i'm out of ideas shit rob you got an idea well i I thought you had one in the, your back pocket. I do. There. I do have one in the back pocket that I can uh, I can whip out, but it's it's kind of a random transition. Uh-huh. Um, but I can I can I can whip it out. But uh, uh-huh. <laughs> God damn it! I can't believe. Oh uh, man, not, that's such a great soundbite. I'm gonna ask Kristen not to. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's I'm, gotta I'm, be at the end. I'm totally. This is right up there with when I read Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. that that was the best episode ever. Was no, the punishment episode? It was the worst. Um, that was so good. Yeah, <laughs> Kristen, do with this past little segment whatever you want. But uh, I don't know, Marcus. Is that really your favorite episode? Well, I just like that you guys had to watch Ballistic X versus Sever, and I came up with the punishment. That's my that's my favorite part. Uh, was forcing you guys to watch that movie, which is kind of its own experience, isn't it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like going to the dentist experience. Like. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't get through that movie. You, you couldn't get through that movie. I couldn't. I, I, was, I was sitting there and I watched some of it <laughs> on my computer, and I, I just started doing other stuff. It, <laughs> it was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was so boring. It was so boring and so bad. Yeah. Um, it's not so bad it's good because no. it's not even interesting. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's not so bad it's good. It's not even interesting. It feels like like the doodlings of a bad artist. Yeah. It. I mean <laughs> – there's some movies out there like that where you hear like, oh, you know, it's so terrible and it's, you know, it's a laugh a minute. I remember like really like preparing for that kind of experience and like getting all like, you know, hyped up with my friend and we rented Battlefield Earth. And like that, 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 I think we watched it in like absolute silence, like just like, pained miserable <laughs> silence because it's not even it, it, it's not it's not like interesting bad it's like boring bad and like it's just oh my god yeah and x versus sever it's kind of kind of in that category as well where it's not I think it uh, that category yeah yeah man battlefield earth had like the john travolta laugh too like that really he 
it's like, ha 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 ha. Like, he was channeling like a Muppet, maybe, when he was doing it. It was, it's, uh, that was, that was, I mean, I guess what, what can you expect from, from a movie based on, you know, from what I understand, a, uh, a core text of Scientology. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was gross. I actually recently saw um, As Above, So Below. Which, uh, oh, oh, you did. Horrible. Yeah, I got a I got a free pass into it uh, thanks to uh, my dear fiance Lori. That was a that was in the so bad it's good category. Oh, it's really? Not, oh. It's not it's not like incredible, but but it's when it fails, it's fun. Like you laugh at it, um, not with it, at it. But because you're laughing at it, you're laughing. So that's great. But it's basically it tries to be kind of a combination of The Descent and 1408, and it it's not nearly as good at what those movies do as those movies are. I might have even mentioned this on Geek of the Week. I can't remember. But it's it's as though those two movies had a baby, and that baby was the first draft of a screenplay. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yikes! Yeah. So it's uh. It's not good, but again, I, I was laughing when it was bad. Like, there's a moment where some statues, are, like, sort of carved into the wall, come to life and, like, attack someone. And that's that's good, that's scary, whatever. Guy gets really messed up by them. Like, his neck gets torn up, like, he's he's dying, he's bleeding out, etc. And later on, our main character, she's running back past those same statues, and they... They, like, kind of come at her, and she just, like, slaps one, and it explodes. <laughs> like, it flat-out explodes. And it's like, you've taken this concept that was terrifying and made it funny. Um, because that's just silly. Um, so it's one of those movies. Uh, you know, and I, I'd, I'd say it's totally worth, a, like, you're bored, you know, watching. It's on it HBO free. anyways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a Netflix. Right. Sort of watch, yeah. Yeah, it's still it's part of the found footage thing, though. Like I, I think that needs to stop. There have been a yeah. couple good versions but, of it, but, but it's got. But I think the the found like ever since Blair Witch, right? Um, yeah. But but like I think they come out at like a steady and like here is this year's second half found footage. Movie. I think it's kind of like one of those like things that's always in theater. It's like a romantic comedy. There's always a romantic comedy to go see. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always like, yeah, there's always going to be one low budget found footage movie. It's like, it like, like they're not anything special, but they're always going to be in theaters if you want to go see it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see Chronicle? Yeah. Chronicle? No, I didn't. Oh, you should definitely see Chronicle. I feel like it was that was a good example of, you know, it did, it broke a lot of found footage rules, but it did it did like the found footage thing outside of the horror genre, and that was cool. It also helped that it had like decent characters but rob did you like that movie um <laughs> I, have, I have mixed feelings about chronicle i think it does do some things particularly well uh, it's it's such a simple story and i i guess i guess i'm always a little underwhelmed I've, i think i've watched it twice I, i'm always a little underwhelmed by it i mean when you think about it it's like oh the the bullied kid turns into like a super villain like okay yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not like we haven't seen that like a thousand times already. It does. I mean, uh, I th- what is his name? Who? Uh, it's not Dennis. Andrew was the name of the kid who became evil. Yeah, but what's that actor's name? Oh, I, I don't know it off the top. Yeah, no, uh, he's he been played in a lot the of stuff. new. He's the new Green Goblin. Right. Yes. 
He's better in Chronicle than he is in Amer- Amazing Spider-Man for sure. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's okay. I, I have a, it, the thing of it is like if that if that movie had been pitched and it wasn't found footage, would anyone care? I feel like the gimmick of it kind of sold it as like okay, this feels like a thing. It feels like a mashup, but I don't know if like story-wise it it feels particularly fresh or anything. I think it's it's fresh in execution which right. is attractive on first viewing but doesn't really stay stay with you because the spine of it is sort of ordinary. Right. I only it's kind of like one of those movies that's like instantly you're never going to like whether it's good or bad you're never going to watch it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I but, totally had that experience with it. I'm I'm glad I saw it in theaters, but I don't I don't think I'll really watch it again ever. Yeah. But I I only really bring it up because, you know, I I think horror found footage is done and that's one of the few movies I can think about that experiments with that format outside of that genre and it might there yeah. might be room for exploration outside of that genre, but maybe not. I don't know. Oh, I, I watched recently two found footage horror movies. I wouldn't say it's done, but, like, it's getting there, <laughs> kind of. Uh, I watched The Sacrament by Ty West, who uh, he did uh, House of the Devil and The Innkeepers, and this was, like, a, a cult kind of movie, mm-hmm. and uh, there were some great performances in it. Ultimately, I didn't great like part. it that much. But uh, Bobcat... Goldthwait um, did Willow Creek, which is a Bigfoot found footage movie, oh, that um, <laughs> and that was actually really impressive because like the writing is great, like the characters are great, and it takes actually a long time to uh, get to quote unquote Bigfoot, and um, the I, it's like the whole like last almost twenty minutes of the movie, maybe a little less than that, is the 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 couple the main couple in their tent afraid to to come out and like them sort of like it, it just sort of going through that psychological process of like okay what was that what was that what was that was there a thing and like it's it actually sounds insufferable but the way that it's set up in the the performances really sell it and uh it's just i don't know that that gave me hope that like oh, okay maybe this found footage thing does have a, a few more legs but i do agree with jeff in that like i don't know it might be nice to use the found footage to explore something else and like jeff now that you bring that up josh trank who directed chronicle mm-hmm. is doing fantastic four and word on the street is that there is going to be a pretty big found footage angle to it which personally i'm not excited about <laughs> yeah so i mean i guess they are pushing in that direction Good. Yeah, cool. I no, I, I, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to someone at least trying something new in like a Marvel movie, so that'll be neat. Mm-hmm. So on that note, I want to take our second refill break, and when we return, it will be time for Geek of the Week. Yeah. We will be our beat.
And we're back! So we are going to wrap up this episode the same way we wrap up every episode of This Is Serious Business, and that's with our Geek of the Week segment. So let's start with Marcus on that one. Marcus, what have you been up to lately? A couple weeks back, the uh, Star City Games Tour came through uh, DC. And Star City Games is a tournament that tours around, and it's for competitive Magic the Gathering. And you can place highly, and you can earn points, and you can eventually go to an end-of-the-year tournament. And it's, uh, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty big thing wherever it goes, and uh, I was part of a... 220 or sorry 522-person magic tournament oh wow yeah it was it was was huge it took up a whole convention center and uh i didn't end up doing very well at the dc stop i i eventually i won two games and then i eventually dropped when i got the four losses which is usually the cutoff for making the cut Mm. but it was pretty cool and um i won my first game and the deck i brought was uh I don't know. I mean, I don't want to my own horn, but it was pretty innovative compared to what the you know meta game was around. So they took me up and they played me, put me up against one of the pros in the second round, and it was pretty cool. You know, I got to be on Twitch TV and like you know I had the cameras on me, and it was really it was really neat to play that way. I ended up losing. I ended up only taking one game off of uh, the pro. So which, that's always cool when you can take a game off a pro. Yeah, that's that's something so, to be proud of. Yeah, so, so it was really cool. But the thing is, I didn't know who the pro was because, you know, I've just started uh, following competitive magic. Mm-hmm. So so afterwards, I went to all my, my you know, my whole the my local gaming store. We all went as a group to go. And when I came back, you know, after each round, you kind of go back and you talk to your friends about how you did. They're like, oh, my God, you played against uh, Brian Browdoon? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, look at this card. He has a card with his with his face as the art because he's so prevalent and like he's so well known. And he's like won like a whole bunch of tours and stuff like that, so it was really cool and it was kind of neat because I met the guy before I knew he was a pro, and uh, he was like a really nice and sweet guy. Like it's really cool when you meet someone who's like the best at the thing they do and they're still still nice. Yeah, that's so, awesome. You should see if they've got a vod online. Uh, I, they do, but uh, you have to. It's like one of these like uh, membership sites, so you have, to, uh... you have to be a member. But if 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 you were, you could have a vod of me, you know, losing pretty quickly. <laughs> How many was it? Was it like a best of three, best of five? Yeah, it's a best of three. So you, yeah, you went, you went one and two against a well-known professional magic player. That's nothing to be, uh, be ashamed yeah. of. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But the rest of the tournament was a whole, was a tragedy. <laughs> I, I did, I, I did there. I, I, I didn't, I, I did not do that well. But yeah, so that was kind of my geek of the week type thing to do, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. It takes forever though. I was there from eight o'clock in the morning until like ten o'clock at night. Whoa. Yeah, it takes all day to get through that many rounds because mm-hmm. it's it's ten it's a ten round tournament and I dropped after six games but like then there's like side events where you can do like these like little mini tournaments that they do and you want to stick around and you want to watch the pros play against each other so it takes all day to to really really get that thing done. Yeah, I think I've only ever played in like one big in-person LAN-style tournament for a game, and that was like the StarCraft tournament a couple years ago at PAX East, and that was similar. Like, I played, uh, I don't know, three or four rounds of it, and it took like five hours, because it's like, there's just so much organization and kind of administration that goes into it, so... But cool. That's that sounds awesome. Uh, and you know, hopefully one day that vod will be public, so we can all check yeah. it out. So let's move on to Rob. Rob, what have you been up to lately? God, I don't even know. You don't even know. You don't, I don't even, even know. He, he totally de geek this week. Yeah. Um. What I do? Did you watch? I watched, any? A, I watched a couple cool, cool movies this weekend. Uh, I watched the one I love, 
which stars uh, Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men, which is a it's like a romant it's like a it's like a Twilight Zone romantic comedy. Um, <laughs> it's about a couple who takes their therapist advice to go to this sort of secluded property somewhere in California, where he sends a number of his I guess couple uh, patients, and um, when they get there. I, I, I'm a little torn because, like, I went into this movie with no... It, there's been, like, a an embargo on talking about, like, sort of the concept or the twist of this movie. So I'm a little hesitant to spoil it here. But it gets very strange, and you should it check it out. It's only... There's only three actors, I think, in the entire movie. But there are many uh, more characters. I'll put it like that. So I watched that. And last night, I watched Blue Ruin, which is on Netflix right now came out earlier this year and it's like this in indie like revenge story about um this like vagabond homeless guy who finds out that the guy who murdered his parents um gets out of prison so he like goes on this revenge sort of tour against this guy and his family but the cool thing about it is like he's bad at it like uh he's not he's not like this like (laughs) <laughs> he's not like he's not like uh, the Liam Neeson of like homeless people. Like right. he's like your neighbor of homeless people. So like, <laughs> there's a lot of great like gritty procedural stuff in it. Where like, okay, he has to deal with a wound, or he has to figure out how to like fix a getaway car or something. And it, I I was consistently surprised with how well the movie like sort of flipped expectations about how you think something would go. Like. He kills a guy, runs out of a bar, and in the process of getting to his car, he takes a knife that he used to kill the guy and and stabs that guy's limo. He has a limo at the time so that the rest of the family can't go after him. Um, Like the the tires? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, the tire. So then he gets in his car and uh, he realizes, like, in the scuffle with the guy while he was killing him, he lost his keys. So now he has to go back, and he gets in the limo, and he has to drive away with the with the flat tire that he's just he's just uh, uh, slashed himself. So the, really the cool movie that. the movie is filled with those sort of like like uh, unforeseen mistakes that you could imagine yourself making because like none of us are equipped to do these these terrible things. Right. I would recommend it. Yeah, it's 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 short and it's sort of like gritty and I, I found like the dark humor to be pretty pretty great so yeah blue ruin is on netflix that's awesome yeah i love movies like that i love it when violence is is treated with you know clumsy realism yeah uh, yeah it's yeah, exactly what it is yeah. yeah no that's one of the reasons i love unforgiven so much i feel like that yeah. movie is entirely about that cool yeah thanks for sharing rod so let's see been up to lately i have been on a, a small anime kick over the last few months have uh, you been watching attack on titan oh i finished attack on titan uh, a okay. time ago. that was great That's yeah i loved attack on titan but i you know because i loved attack on titan so much i loved anime growing up and i haven't really been into it over the past decade or so so after attack on titan i was like this is amazing so i was like let's check out some other stuff so i tried at the the recommendation of a friend a series called sword art online which oh is... I, wa- I watched sword art online yeah 
I I watched the first half of it or so, and I'm probably gonna stop at this point. It's very popular apparently, and it's it's all on Netflix and Hulu. Basically, it's about a bunch of people who get trapped in a virtual reality game. Like if they try to leave it, it it, it will kill them. But it doesn't really take that premise seriously. It doesn't really explore the interesting parts of that. It more uses it as an excuse to sort of set up a lot of typical kind of anime cliches and play around with them. And there are a few episodes that were just a little a little too weird for me. Yeah, it, it, it's... It's a, it's, it's yeah, the way I felt when I was watching it because I was watching it, that and Attack on Titan at the same time is just, it just felt kind of soft. Yeah, it's very yeah. it's very yeah. light. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know your your lead character has a lot of inconsistency. I feel like he's treated differently in like every episode, which was a bit of a problem. Like I didn't really understand who he really was supposed to be. <laughs> Because, like, one episode would treat him as, like, this kind of outcast sort of badass, and the next episode would treat him as, like, this really likable guy who everybody knows and thinks is cool. And then, like, it felt like every episode was a time jump, too, and that made it sort of tricky, and I don't know. Uh, it just, it didn't end up being my thing. But that said, you know, if you are an anime fan, I, I would I would recommend giving it a whirl. Or, or if you liked anime growing up but haven't seen any in a while, go ahead and give it a try. I mean, you have nothing yeah. to lose. Um, if, you're, if you're a person who likes anime... And, and likes most animes that they watch, then then you'll you'll think Sword Online, Sword Art Online is good. It, it's it's above average. Yeah, and then uh, I am I, I actually am caught up on Naruto as well, much to my own chagrin. Uh, <laughs> and I I say that because the latest episode has been one of the best episodes of the series total, and that's that's out of you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes of Naruto. The one before it was probably the worst. <laughs> isn't that all? Isn't that all Naruto, though? Like, I yeah. remember watching the first three seasons, right. and it just felt like, this episode's amazing, and then the next episode was awful. Right. It was, like, very coin-flippy in terms of the consistency. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely <laughs> like that. It's They totally have, like, an A team, a B team, a C team, a D team, and an F team. Um <laughs> You know, and and the F team wrote one, and then the A team that the F team wrote an animated one, and then the the A team wrote an animated one. But yeah, check out the latest episode if you want, because it's it's gorgeous. It has some really amazing sequences. And yeah, Naruto. I, I, I this, my favorite thing to say about that show is that it would be so great if it weren't so terrible all the time. <laughs> and that's that's accurate. It's brimming with amazing story concepts that are botched by really terrible executes. <laughs> So yeah, that about does it for me. At this point, I want to give you guys an opportunity to make any shout-outs and to let people know where they can find you online, starting with Marcus. Hey, uh, find me at Marcus T. Wallace on Twitter. I complain about Sphinx's Revelation, and I tweet about how bad I am at magic. Cool. Rob, what about you? You can find me on Twitter as well, at Heroes Are Boring. You can follow me on Twitter at Tisby Jeff. That's T-I-S-B for This Is Serious Business. Uh, you can find this uh, podcast online at TisbyCast.com. You can leave a comment on this or any other episode. You can also find links to us on iTunes. On you Can can you can you swaddle? What was it? What was the word? Swaddle? No, Scrabble. No, 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 swaddle. Scrabble. Certainly not Scrabble. Scrabble. We're not a big You're killing me. You can, you can scrabble. Scrabble? Is that, am I saying it right now? Scrabble. scrabble. You can scrabble us, maybe. I don't know. Can you scrabble us? 
No. Actually, <laughs> you can't. No, you can. You can scrabble. Oh, us. we can be scrabbled. You can yeah. scrabble us online. Um, well, you should get like a free T-shirt or a hat to the first person to scrabble us. Right. You can also find links to our official Twitter, our uh, YouTube account, which I've got up and running, and I've been putting up some Hearthstone videos if you have any interest in that, um, as well as our Facebook page. So uh, yeah, as always, I have absolutely no idea how to end this uh, this episode. Yo, Jeff, what was the thing you said that's definitely Kristen's gonna put in the end? I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> well, what was the thing? I'm not going to say it again. And then, of course, now she's going to go do her little... And then... And then <laughs> yep. We got it, boys. <laughs> yeah, that's our ending. High fives all around. Um, yeah, that was good. This is serious business. Ha 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 ha!